Woke and Guns Podcast. We're back. We're better than ever. We're in some new places. And, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, if you're watching on the video, you go, where is Philip? Yeah, I'm a new, new dig, different dig. Uh, just at the house today instead of at the office. My name is Philip Higginbotham. I'm joined, as always, by my friends Leo Yamas. What's up, Smoking Guns Posse? And R.C. Woods. Hello, beautiful people. We are a podcast that deals with professional football in San Antonio. That is all-inclusive. That includes the San Antonio Brahmas of the XFL, currently uh, waiting for next season to start in February. It also includes the Gunslingers of the National Arena League, 4-0, and undefeated on the season. And our good buddy, Jeremy Knox, which we haven't seen for a while, jumps in on YouTube and says, Guns up. That's right. Guns up. Because they're 4-0, and we're excited. We're going to yeah. talk about... Woohoo! We're going to talk all about XFL football. We're going to talk about uh, the gunslingers in our second hour. Uh, but first, uh, we need to discuss this XFL championship because... We are a podcast that talks about yep. football in San Antonio, and there's a championship football game in San Antonio this week. Yep, uh, right. So while, right in our backyard. Uh, so the Brahmas aren't there. That 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 would be nice. We would prefer that. That would be better than nice. <laughs> would be better than nice. Uh, instead, we have to watch Arlington <laughs> and the Renegades, uh. and the DC Defenders come into. Our precious Alamo Dome into La Casa and fight it out for the XFL trophy. We had hoped to get Stephanie Hoffman, who mm-hmm. designed and created the XFL trophy. We had her all yeah. lined up to come tell us about the inspiration for the trophy and give us some insight on it. Unfortunately, she's traveling and not feeling well, so she had to cancel on us. Um, so we won't be able to talk to Stephanie Hoffman. That's a bummer, but we yeah. will we will marshal on. Uh, in about 30 minutes, we do have Brian coming on from the Renegades, but he's not always been a Renegade because, you know, oh, they just started. Um, he used to be a San Antonio commander. Uh, yep. Cards up. And so he is uh, finally playing for a championship in the Alamo Dome just uh, four years after he thought he would. <laughs> Isn't that crazy, right? Better late than never, I guess. Right? He's Better wearing the wrong colors, though. Yeah. He well, is. I mean, are there right colors in this particular game? No, not really. Yep. I've really thought about this. I've really spent some time on it. DC and Arlington. I I gotta go with DC. I realize that that Arlington is Texas, and I usually am all things Texas. I'm also from North Texas, so that should be a tie, but. Man, Bob Stoops. I just, I can't. (laughs) The Stoops factor. I can't hope for Bob Stoops to win another championship. I just can't do it. I'm honestly, I'm still on the fence. I really don't want to vote. I really don't want to root for Arlington. uh, But I can't think of a good reason to root for D.C., and I kind of feel bad not rooting for our boy Luis Perez mm-hmm. and on Brian. the Arlington Renegades. Well, of course, Brian. Yeah, he's you know former 
commander and he's going to join the show. Maybe I, he'll yeah, convince that, me. Maybe he yeah, comes on the show. He's going to convince us. Me. Yes, uh, just the fact that he's agreed to join us, which is really I'm already nice convinced. That that yeah that that's that's a very strong uh, argument right there. Uh, but you know we've been following Luis Perez since the the very beginning uh, of the AAF. You know when they we were speculating on the first quarterback being uh, taken or who would who who the uh, Commanders would have under center, who we thought might be drafted, and we've just kind of been following him since then. So uh he deserves to to have the opportunity that he's in right now so i, I feel good for him about that and i i won't i won't uh i won't have any bad feelings uh if he happens to uh hoist uh that xfl trophy we were just talking about I, i'd feel happy for him in that he has played at a high level this is now his what third yeah his third game yeah a spring league uh, that he's played at a high level. He played at a high level in the XFL or in the uh, AAF. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Not as high a level as we expected him to, to be honest, when he was with the Birmingham Iron, but he played well. Um, and then he went to the XFL in 2020, played for the LA Wildcats, which was uh, the San Antonio Brahmas, by the way, before uh, they were the Brahmas. If you if you look at how things moved around, the <laughs> to Vegas, the uh, Guardians moved down to Orlando. The only other team that was left out there that moved or changed was the LA Wildcats that became the San Antonio Brahmas. So in a way, he has played for San Antonio before, just he didn't know that. Nobody right. hmm. He couldn't okay. connect the dots like Philip can. Yeah. I thought you were... Well, go ahead. <laughs> I, was say, I, I thought you were saying that this was his third game with the Renegades. It because is? he's bounced around, and it is, yeah. He's bounced around. Uh, yeah, he started off in Vegas, and then didn't he have a stop somewhere between Vegas and, and Arlington? Nope. Or no, went no. straight to Arlington from Vegas. Went straight to Arlington. Uh, yeah. He also played, I believe, for the New Jersey Generals in the yes. USFL last yes, year, he did. Uh, last season. And now he is with the, you're right, he started out with the Vegas Vipers, moved from the Vegas Vipers over to Arlington midseason, now he is leading them in the championship game. Uh, good for him. Yeah, I mean, good for him. I don't, you know, I, I don't. <laughs> but there's that Bob Stoops thing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I can't get over that. Can't. I can't. I can't, can't swallow it. Bob Stoops to win another championship. I made the, I made the joke last week, and it still stands strong. Like a, he, he can't keep getting away with it. <laughs> he, can't, <laughs> he can't keep winning championships when he does very little work. Like, he's an incredible recruiter, always was in college football. And that's what he has. Like, he would come down to Texas, recruit a bunch of really good talent, take them up to Oklahoma, and then run the the Big 12. And at one time, that would win you national championships. And it worked. And then eventually, yep. the Big 12 was not what it was. And so you could win Big 12 championships all day long, but that didn't mean anything. And so he would get into the playoff picture, and then they would lose um, because the Big 12 isn't as strong as the rest of college football, or at least the Big Five, the, those Power Five conferences. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Bob Stoops, just, he can't keep getting away with it. He can't. It's, it's, it's tough. This is a tough one to be on the fence for, and 
Yeah, it'd be a whole lot. It'll be a whole lot nicer and easier if our Brahmas were in there. But a whole lot, a whole lot. Yeah, having having Brian join us here in a little bit, you know, he'll have his chance to to sway us right uh, towards towards the the Renegades, uh, and we'll we'll see if he can successfully do that. So as we get ready for championship, the championship game, it's championship week, and oftentimes in championship week, uh, they start announcing awards yep um for the league we have today coming out the all xfl teams this is the all-stars this is who they voted you know somebody somewhere votes on this and puts together a team uh not a lot of things to argue with here we took a look at it just before we started the show Mm -hmm. you've got jordan Te'amu as your uh quarterback which the only other person that could maybe um challenge him for the the xfl the best quarterback in the xfl is leo and dirty's favorite guy in the world it's always been dirty's favorite it's leo's new favorite quarterback <laughs> in the world uh ben Denucci, who is now a bronco or at least going to bronco rookie camp mini camp yeah well i mean he he led the he led the entire xfl in in passing yards and um, interceptions and interceptions. Yes, he did. And uh well, he was second in passing touchdowns. Not just uh, interceptions, in turnovers for... as a whole because he would fumble the ball some too. Yeah, he had, he, he had a... thir- 13 interceptions. Yeah. Yeah, but I I think uh he also uh was up there as far as uh rushing yards. He was a uh, yeah, by far and beyond any of the well, T- Tamu I think was pretty close to him actually. Now that I think about it, in rushing yards, so I, I could see the argument for Tamu. Uh, running back to no one's surprise, Abram Smith. I will be shocked if yeah. Abram Smith is not the MVP of the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you know me at all, you know how I feel about running backs. I'm not <clears throat> very high on running backs, but I think Abram Smith made his team decidedly better in a lot of games. Um, I don't yep. think you can give it to Jordan Te'amu. I don't think you can give it to A.J. McCarron because there were times that they got lifted out of their games and other guys got put in, and the teams were basically the same. If you take Abram Smith out of the lineup for D.C., they are not a 9-1 team. No. Period. Uh, we got all kinds of people checking in. Uh, Heidi Ludwig uh, Higgins says, Hi, Hi. R.C., um and uh adriana benton said hi to rc earlier hi and, nana and, that's my shamrock sister you got a bunch of folks checking in i do you. nobody Hello. wants to say Hello, hi to ladies. us Hello. sorry why would they why right. would they, well, they were real they were really excited about having stephanie hoffman come on you know where we went yeah. from all girl yeah. high school right we still meet every first saturday of the month we're all about girl power female power and, you know, they, I met with them on Saturday and I told them, I go, you guys got to check in. We had the first female. She's a welder. And the, so I, I am a little disappointed, to be honest. But, hey, it is what it is, right? It happens. It's live podcast. So Heidi did say hi, Philip. Hi, Leo. Thank you. Heidi. Oh, thank I was you, just Heidi. trying to be Hello. nice. We were left out. Uh, so no surprises on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, there are no Brahmas on the offensive side of the ball. If you're but, surprised by that, you probably I don't know why I, I have like a lot of games. Right, exactly. <laughs> I you didn't watch a lot of the football. 
There is only one um, renegade on there. Quite a few DC defenders, but the renegade is what Alex Molet, I believe. Um, so nope, he's with the Roughneck. Um, <gasps> center is uh, Alex Molet, but RC, you'll be excited to see that Jared Jones Smith is on the all uh, on the all in XFL team. Former Love commander, him. former commander, good friend of the show, yeah. JJ. Uh, good guy. Uh, yeah. Now, swinging well, to the. Go ahead. So there's. I was just going right. to say to qualify offense, we're not including special teamers, which is also also has an offensive role. Yeah, special that's, teams is yeah, something different. That's different. Special teams yeah. is an extra mm-hmm. thing. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, we got guys all over this thing. Yes, we and, do. We, and we should. Drew Beasley, uh, mm-hmm. Delonte Scott, Jordan Williams. And uh, there's one more. Oh, Luke Luke Barku. Luke Barku. Mm-hmm. All all NFL. Uh, all XFL. All, all guys. Awesome guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about um Scott? Isn't there a Scott? Delante Scott. Delante Scott. Scott. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's on there. I think I mentioned him. Did I? Did you? I, I thought you know. did. Yeah, I thought he did. I don't know. And then when we swing around to the third aspect of the. Uh, of the game, the uh, the special teams, John Parker Romo, uh, the all XFL kicker, number uh, one, absolutely best kicker in the league. Don't By care far. what happened in that final By game. Far. Yeah, no, no it's question, no absolutely question. Now he's uh, I, I gotta mention this. I I, I know I, I brought it up to you guys, and I I mentioned it at the Gunslingers watch party, and to my surprise, no one has thought of this. No one has thought of the fact that, and I think this is really cool. We're going to have Scott Daly, long snapper, former yeah, long snapper okay. of the San Antonio Commanders, a great guy. We had him on the show way back in the day. He is currently the long snapper in Detroit, and mm-hmm. that is where John Parker Romo is headed to. Uh, that is one of the invites he has. He has two invites. Oh, he has two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, if he accepts the Detroit invitation and ends up going up there, I think it's awesome that we will have a former San Antonio Commanders long snapper snapping for a former San Antonio Brahmas kicker. Other XFL awards that have already been handed out, head coach Reggie Barlow, who we've Mm -hmm. talked a lot about on Mm -hmm. this show because he just very nearly ended up in San Antonio. He He is the coach of the year, obviously, 9-1. and Who else are you going to give it to? Yeah. Uh, right, Vegas Vipers uh, linebacker Peta, help me with the name. Do you know uh, uh, T? Peta Tam Tamopenu. There you go. That's yeah. what I was. That's what I meant to say. It was on the tip of your tongue, Philip. Tip of your. He's tongue. the defensive player of the year. The offensive player of the year is Jordan Tayamu. Uh, so, and we don't have a. An MVP yet, but I would be shocked if it's not Abram Smith. Like, I would just be floored if it's not Abram Smith. However, now that I've seen the all-XFL team and the Offensive Player of the Year and the fact that those are both Jordan Te'amu, I would also not be surprised, Leo, if that's your boy. If the Nooch ends up being the MVP. <laughs> Gucci Danucci. Because they, get, they, they gave, yeah, 
and they gave these other two awards to Teamu, but Ooh. they say, uh, you know, Danucci the goes MVP. above and beyond that. Yeah. He is he was the MVP. It would like not surprise theory. me. Like the theory. That that could be. I mean, I don't yeah. think it's the right move, but it wouldn't surprise me. Right. Yeah, I get that. So all of that is done. Championship game is this sun uh, Saturday. Saturday. And you guys are going to be out there. There's plenty of tailgating going to go on. I just saw a report today uh, on social media that BNC will be open for tailgating. I don't know if anybody thought it wouldn't be, um, but it will be open for tailgating. All of that will be available. Man, get out there and show them how to do it right. Woohoo! Yeah. Let's we'll see. have a this lot is- of people outside of from outside of San Antonio for that that one for sure, so they can see what San Antonio tailgating is like. Yeah, definitely our opportunity to show off San Antonio and and the hospitality and everything that makes us famous across the XFL right now. Um, it wasn't necessarily on the field this year. That's next year. We'll do that next year. Right. This year it was on uh, off the field with the tailgating and the hospitality. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's do that again. We get one more opportunity to do all that. Uh, you guys are both going to the game, yeah? Yeah, but even before the game, what's going on on Saturday, you're asking, right? The game is going on on Saturday. On Friday. You? On Friday. What's going on on Friday at the Alamo Beer Company? I hadn't gotten there yet, but go ahead. The Super Podcast. <laughs> yeah. So I think we're going to be live um, at the beer company. It's going to be the X fan show. It's going to be us. It's going to be the horns forward and even some um, special guests, I think from other podcasts. So I think we're starting at six on uh, Friday um, at the Alamo beer company. And I know that we're going to be doing a podcast first. And then afterwards, I think there's going to be like a little pre championship game. Yeah. I mean, party, very cool. Party. party. Pre-championship game party. party. Yes. I wish I could be there to participate in that, but unfortunately I will not be able to attend. I have uh, my oldest daughter who is graduating. Congratulations. This this weekend. Yeah, she is done, done. She will be a doctor (laughs) of physical therapy, which is awesome. That is awesome. awesome. Yep. So uh, we have uh, prior... Uh, engagements and celebrations uh, for that. So as for your question, Philip, I, we do have tickets. We are planning to attend the game. What time we're going to get there. I don't know. We would typically be uh, speaking for myself and Loli's part of the, the, the tailgate uh, crew and, and big into it. And that was uh, what we were kind of uh, hoping for, but with uh, things that have come up as far as the graduation and, and the celebration with that, it's it's going to be tough, but we're going to try. I just don't know what time we're going to get there. We will be there early for the tailgate, but I just don't know what time. But we'll be there. Awesome. And I may or may not be there. I am doing a wedding on uh, on Saturday before the game. And, of course, you, you know, anybody that listens knows that I live about three hours away from San Antonio. The wedding may wrap up in time for me to get there. I did, like, as we were getting ready to go on the show today, mm-hmm. I got an email that said, hey, uh, you've got credentials. Um, so I could actually go watch it in the press box, you know, my spot, um, and be there. 
I just got to see if this wedding uh, will allow me to get out there. And because of the wedding on Saturday, Friday night is our rehearsal. And you need the pastor there to do the rehearsal for the wedding. Mm. It turns out. So I won't be able to be there for the super podcast. I will uh, have an earbud in as we're doing uh, the rehearsal dinner or something and be listening to you guys um, and maybe even commenting a little bit. But we will be well represented by RC. RC for the will be the Gun podcast. Yes, I will be there. Expand right. Nation, Arlington, and Dirty and Amanda. Amanda. I know will be there. Um, Horns Forward, our friends over there uh, at Horns Forward, uh, DJ and Jason, Jorge. Jay, uh, Jorge, and Jackie will be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and more. Like it's mm-hmm. one of those things, and more. Yeah. Right. Uh, we'll be there and they'll be talking about uh, all of the uh, fun that this season has been, uh, all of the great stuff that, uh, you know, that's that's what's been great about this experience is that we built this community again. Um, mm-hmm. We did this four years ago. We've done it again where we've connected with people we did not know in cities that we don't go to. Um, and we've become friends with these people um, in St. Louis and in uh, other parts of the country. That's really cool. That's just a really cool aspect of all of this. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, RC. I was just going to say, um, we will be tailgating, um, and we're going to be are going to be having seventy five yellow carnations, and we're going to be passing them out to the moms. They are tailgating. We'll be in lot B between row one and two as usual. Uh, we will not be collecting food items, so nobody bring peanut butter because I'm not going to collect it. Um, I'm going to focus really on tailgating and hanging out with um, the fans there coming in from um, Arlington and D.C. Everyone is welcome. I'll have a tent out there with the Brahma Mama sign. I'm going to have Heidi and Annette and some other people hanging out with us. So come on by. I know um, the XFL did reach out to us, the Brahma Mamas. And uh, said that they wanted to know exactly where we were going to be tailgating. That maybe some special people were going to come on by. So I'm excited about Ooh, that. So. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Special nice. people. Special people. That is not vague at all. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so I should be getting there between two and three. Excellent. Very Excellent. cool. Uh, it'll be a good time. It's going to be football in San Antonio. I know that we're bummed that San Antonio's not in it. And I think we're all even a little more bummed that Arlington is. Not because it's Arlington. Although there are some people that are like ticked off it's Arlington, period. Or, hey, I'm looking at you. Um, but <laughs> the fact that Arlington in it, it is in it means that we were this close yes. um, to being in it. Because we are at least as good as Arlington. At least mm-hmm. as good as Arlington. Well, if it wasn't us, it was going to have to be Arlington. It certainly wasn't going to be Orlando. So no. we we just sure. gotta we just gotta live with that and move forward. By all rights, it should have been Houston, but Wade Phillips is the coach there, so that yeah. didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That didn't work out. No. That didn't work out at all. We kind of called <laughs> that at the beginning of the season. Yeah, we, we did. We did. We really did. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it'll be a good time. It'll be a great game. Um, I just wish we were, we were, you know, celebrating the Brahma, but you know what? You don't win every season. It wouldn't be any fun to win every season. Would it? Maybe it would. 
Maybe. Never mind. I think it would have. Well, you're a cowboy fan. You <laughs> wouldn't know, right? Well, people people had their you know Good people point. had their hopes up. You know, we like we like winners in San Antonio, um, but I think the takeaway is the progress. What we saw at the beginning at the end of the season compared to the struggles at the beginning of the season, we were definitely at a point where no one in the XFL wanted to pay wanted to play the San Antonio Brahmas at no, the it, at the end. It is Nobody. so similar to gunslingers football last year where it was our first year new mm-hmm. league new situation very much like the xfl and the brahmas this year and by the end of it they finally had kind of figured things out and even though they fell that short of being in the playoffs nobody um around the league wanted to see that team on their on their schedule nobody right. wanted to see that on their playoff right day. and that's exactly how gunslinger season was last year um, so that I hold out some real hope because yeah. players are tearing it up this year. Oh my god! Um, so if that follows suit, the Brahmas are going to be four and zero next year, going into Game Five. Yes. Yeah, I'll sacrifice the first season as a learning process to to take uh, the next two in a row, two or three in a row. Sure. Sure. Fair trade. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not just one, but if we get a couple out of it, we can do that. Yeah. Brahma Babe checking in. Whoop, whoop. Hey, you Brahma be out there. Congratulations be out there, Brahma on graduation. Babe? Oh, yeah. She got her, uh, what, master's degree, yeah? Master's, uh-huh. Yeah, very Incredible. cool. Congrats. But if you in- look at, at, at a whole at the XFL, right, what's the purpose of it? I think 100% achieved its purpose. A lot of those players, even from the Brahmas, were called up to the camp. I mean, that is exactly what we want. Yeah, so, so there was a... Uh, last week, right at the end of the week, we started seeing a lot of these guys uh, all through the week. We saw these guys getting invitations. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And somebody posted uh, about halfway through the week a, a week a list of 10 guys who had already gotten invitations to rookie minicamps or, uh, or minicamps mm-hmm. with NFL teams. And some Yahoo jumped on there and goes, you guys are all excited about 10 players in the whole league getting getting yeah. opportunities on the next level. And I'm like, yeah, because yeah. those 10 guys would have never seen yeah. any other I- opportunity. Their mm-hmm. their their pro career was over. Mm-hmm. If if football stays the way it is where there's not the XFL and USFL options, if that's not there for them. Those guys don't get signed, uh, don't get drafted, don't get signed to uh, undrafted free agency contracts, or they do and they get cut in the Mm -hmm. preseason. And that's it. Over. Done. Right. That's the end of their football career. These guys have an opportunity to go out, get some more tape, and some of them can catch on. We've talked about this a lot back in the commander's days, but sometimes it is just right place, right time. I go back to the story of uh, uh, Sam Mills. Sam Mills was a linebacker in the 80s that played with a motor that did not quit. He was just an extremely, extremely high motor guy, but he was short. He was small. Mm. He played for the Cleveland Browns in preseason, and the Cleveland Browns cut him. But when they cut him, the coach of the Cleveland Browns called Jim Mora, who was going to be the coach of 
the Philadelphia Stars in the USFL that year and says, look, you need to pick this guy up. He's an incredible player. I just can't have him on my team. We're going to cut him. Sam Mills went and played. He was a superstar in the USFL. Mm-hmm. He followed Jim Mora to the uh, New England, uh, not New England Patriots, I'm sorry, to the New Orleans Saints. He was a high motor guy there. He went on to play in Carolina. To this day, there's a statue of Sam Mills standing outside of the uh, Carolina Panthers Stadium, number 55. He coached for them. Unfortunately, he died very young uh, of cancer, but he coached for the Panthers. There's a statue of him outside the stadium, and this year he was voted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. All of that happened because there's a spring football option um, in the USFL for Sam Mills to fall into and show people what kind of motor he has. And that's what these guys can do now. That's what that's the opportunity that these guys have. So, yeah, I'm really excited about 10 guys. If it's only 10 guys in the whole league, I'm really excited about that. It's yeah. not just going to be 10 guys. No, it's going to be more, way more. Right. And, 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 I mean, that person, whatever, haters haters going to hate, right? Like, that's, that's just – you're going to have people like that. But it's – it's only year one, and right. right now, you know, right off the bat or at that time, it was 10, and we know it's going to be more. In year two, it's going to snowball. As long as the league can remain successful, can continue to improve, which there's no reason why it shouldn't, as, as long as it can be financially stable, uh, sure. the um, infrastructure is in place for the league to get better. Um, and that means league play getting better. And that means players, uh, you know, getting getting better and having more opportunities to put film out. I mean, I can already think of one situation where this iteration of the XFL, it, it's, it's being used. It's another resource for the NFL. So as soon as the draft completed, the NFL draft, you had teams reaching out for uh, undrafted free agents. Happens every year. They sign guys. You know, and and NFL teams change their draft strategies based on what the projections that they have of certain players out there that they know they can go and get and kind of steal under underneath the radar because they they have projections on guys that aren't going to get drafted and they're like they have their eyes on on some of these guys and every year you hear about undrafted free agents making an impact sure. every single year it happens in the Absolutely. NFL now add to that the XFL where they can not just take rookie players looking at college film, but also now take XFL players looking at XFL film and that body of work and change their draft strategy based on that, where when a team has multiple needs but only has a certain amount of picks, I'm kind of giving you a clue on on the one situation I know about uh, that happened this year where maybe they needed a running back. Um uh, because of injury situations, but had very few draft picks because of a, a big trade maybe a year or two ago. And then you go and you don't you don't draft a running back according to all these projection people. Oh, they got to definitely draft a running back. But no, they draft other needs. And then un, uh, undrafted what free What team do we know that gave away all of their draft picks for a pointless ah, quarterback last year? Uh, that? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know about pointless, but we'll see. Well, but we'll then you see. Go and, so you know, far. You're running backs in need, and then oh look, Jacquez Patrick 
yep. is right there for the taking. Let's send him an invitation right. and get him into rookie camp uh, because he looked darn good those last couple of games right. uh, when he got an opportunity to carry the rock and, and represent San Antonio. Um, so, I mean, it's uh, the proof is, is right there in front of us. And people say, oh, it's only – 10 players out of this entire league. It's one, one year, one season, you know, and the NFL is already using that as a resource, 10 players well, or one player was, or 20 players. And that was really early in the, look, I've said it since the AAF days when we started our show with the San Antonio commanders, the NFL, the, the final product, if that's what you want to call it is better with spring football. Um, yes. You are going to catch some of those stories that would have disappeared into a, a, an oblivion like Sam Mills with spring football as an option. One of the guys that has been around spring football and around football all of his life uh, is joining us now. Uh, he is he's a former commander, which is where we got to know him, um, but now he is going to play for a championship this week in the Alamo Dome. Uh, Brian Fulkerts, am I saying it right? Awesome. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, doing, he is joining us right now, uh, Arlington Renegades offensive lineman, Brian Fulkers. Brian, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Appreciate y'all having me on. You bet. Thanks for coming so, on. Yeah, thank you. So just like you had it drawn up, right, when you went to play for uh, the Commanders four years ago, you were like, I want to play for a championship right in this building. Right. And yeah. four years later, <laughs> you, you, you made right. your plan yeah. work, right? No, it's it's ending where it all began for me, man. I'm uh, I'm super pumped that it's in San Antonio, uh, man. Honestly, I didn't really realize how big of a football town it was until I went and played for the Commanders there. And y'all have that house rocking over there. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I think whenever we played you guys, when I was on the Renegades this year, it was like a Sunday night at eight o'clock. So thank God. <laughs> Otherwise, we would have been <laughs> silent cadence the whole game. But uh, man, it, it really is cool to uh, for it all to end right where it started in the spring leagues uh, four years ago with the AEF and the commanders. So pretty cool. Awesome. Now, Brian, you got an opportunity. You played in high school. You played at Washburn university, not a, not a school that you see a lot of guys no. uh, have, <laughs> have professional football careers coming out of Washburn. Yeah. Um, how big of a deal is it for you? You've been playing for, uh, if I do my math, right. You've been playing since 2012. You've been playing 11 seasons at one place or another. Is that right? Yeah, it's, uh, that's right. I took a little bit of time off during COVID and uh, got into coaching for about two okay. seasons. Um, missed the game. Cool. But yeah, like I said, I was I was from Washburn. Uh, at the time, I think I was the fourth player to ever make it out of the make it to the NFL out of that school. Um, so we're a small division two school in the middle of Kansas. Right. There wasn't a lot Topeka, to do. Right. Yeah. Topeka, Kansas. We're about yeah. an hour, hour west of Kansas City. Uh, so there wasn't a lot going on besides, you know, playing and living football. And uh, I always kind of joke with people. They'd ask me, what's your major? And I always told them football because, you know. <laughs> <I didn't> know. <laughs> Love it. You know, so I just, I loved it. I mean, I got a business degree too, but uh, but everyone knew what, really what I was there to do. And, and uh, yeah, it really worked out great, man. Uh, played a couple years. Played a part of six seasons in the NFL uh part of a year in arena football league then the aaf with the saber cat right yeah exactly yeah mm -hmm. um after my rookie year with the saints i ended up getting cut uh at the end of training camp uh did a week with the buccaneers on practice squad and then nothing the rest of that year 
so I went and played in the AFL and they uh, put me at a fullback out there. And, you know, I was just kind of goofing around, running the ball every once in a while and really just having fun playing football. And, uh, and then it just led to a, a rookie mini camp invite to the Carolina Panthers and uh, ended up making the active 53 man roster out of there. And, uh, and, you know, it's kind of take it for what it is, but you know, those spring leagues, they, they really do a good job of getting guys ready to go into NFL camps, you know, like mm-hmm. a lot of guys in this league, in the XFL, you're seeing getting rookie mini camp invites or private workouts. Like we are in season shape right now going right. to compete against guys that have taken the last three months off. Um, so it's huge for us. I mean, I think, I think the guys that do get a shot are going to do well. Um, you look at some of the guys from the past leagues, some of our commanders, even like, uh, Devonte Bosby, Jared Jones, mm-hmm. Smith, former, uh, commanders that, you know, you give those guys a shot and they're going to stick around for three or four years. Uh, right. like Taylor Heineke with, uh, battle Hawks, who was where I was playing last XFL. Um, mm-hmm. man, he had a, he's had a hell of a career with the, uh, yeah. commanders. Um, but yeah, a lot of those guys, I mean, I think a lot of them are going to surprise you. Um, Luis Perez. yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll get Luis in there hopefully. Um, but the talent, like you, I feel like a lot of people naturally assume the talent drop off is uh significant, but I tell you, man, after playing a long time in the NFL, like the best players in this league are, are as good as some of the best players, maybe not the hall of famer guys, you know, and maybe sure. not the first rounders but you know any of those third fourth rounders the same exact level of talent and uh you know you just a lot of guys just need another opportunity because it's always about being in the right place at the right time well and it's been com- incredibly competitive football which is great there's parity in the league mm-hmm. each team is lined up like the the lowest team orlando is not all that far off from dc we saw that because orlando beat dc um mm-hmm. in right. in the regular season so you've played in arena football and you've played in the NFL. You've played in all three or three different uh, spring football iterations. You played in the AAF with the Commanders. Uh, then you played with the Battle Hawks in 2020. Now you're with the Renegades. What about this experience sets it apart from those other spring football experiences that you had? Um, you know, this one just being able to finish. This is the first spring league that I've been a part of that finished. Sure. Uh, the USFL did it last summer. They were the first spring league to finish since uh, 2000 or 2001 with the original XFL. Uh, whether it be financial issues with the AAF or COVID with XFL 2.0. Um, man, just getting to see this thing through has been really cool. And for us to be in it at the end has been awesome for me. You know, I'm uh, I'm 33 years old now. My days are numbered, as they say. And, uh, you know, if we get this championship, it'd be easy to sail off into the sunset, you know. So you worked with the Battle Hawks in 2020 and you worked with the Renegades this year. Um, I got to imagine that, that your offensive coordinator now, who was your head coach in uh, St. Louis, that's got to feel good when when you get picked up by the team that he has migrated over to. It it, it tells yeah. you something about what you've done previously that they want to bring you along uh, with them. Yeah. yeah, for sure, man. They they trusted me to run the show at center uh, with the Battle Hawks last go, and, and we had a heck of a team. And uh, and honestly, going into this draft, you know, they were the staff I knew. I didn't really know any of the other coaches uh, personally. It was kind of one of those deals where it's like this was the only team I wanted to play for. Um, 
just because I knew the staff, you know, I, I grew up in St. Louis, um, but Renegades are my first choice just because, like I said, familiar with the uh, familiarity with the OC. Uh, my O-line coach here with the Renegades was our O-line coach on the Commanders, uh, Jonathan oh. Heimbach. Nice. Uh, our assistant D-line coach is Michael George, and he was with us with the Commanders as well. Um, so it's kind of been like a conglomerate of like a lot of past teams I've played for. They all kind of came together with the Renegades, and, you know, they kind of – it was just a good situation for me to be in where, where you kind of already come in with some trust and, uh, and, you know, you don't have to go out and necessarily like prove it all the time, but you know, you still got to show up and do your job, but you know, they know what you're capable of. And, you know, when you're going into like a uh, training camp situation and you got to start eyeing around the room, all right, they're going to cut half of us. Who's going to make it like, you feel pretty good going into a situation like that when you know the, the last, coach. The last week and a half, as you guys have looked toward this championship game and it's gotten set, how much have you guys leaned into the fact that, hey, we just played these guys to overtime the last time we saw them. They may be the best team in the league record-wise, but they're not very far off from us. We we got real close last time and learned something. Uh, this is anybody's game on Saturday. Is yeah, honestly. Kind of where yeah, you guys are at? Yeah, 100%, 100%. Um, honestly, we felt like we should have won that game in D.C. Uh, we, we felt like we let one go uh, there. Uh, we had him on the ropes. I think we had like 17 or 20 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. And uh, if we could have just had a little bit more time, like they couldn't stop us at all. And um, if we would have had a little bit more time on the clock, we would have punched that last drive in the end zone instead of kicking a field goal to tie it um, as time it ran out and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, we took them to overtime, you know, I feel like teams have been, you know, besides Seattle last week, it wasn't really close. I feel like teams have been kind of creeping in on these guys lately. Um, you look at the Orlando loss, you look at San Antonio playing them super mm-hmm. close in the finale, which almost hurt us by the way, <laughs> uh, but you know, yeah, I feel like, oh, yeah. I feel like there's beat bulls ever right now. So if John uh, Parker Romo's kick sells through, you don't have to tell us. If John Parker Romo's kick sells through, <laughs> now I will say that we did hold our cards in the last um, Houston finale. Sure, um, you all probably watched that game and said, "Oh shoot, if that kick goes in, we're in." Uh, we did hold some stuff back and kind of kept everything real vanilla. We didn't want to show our hand for the uh, playoff game that we had to, you know, really jump on those Houston boys. Um, but yeah, I feel like our offense has been trending up ever since we've added Luis Perez. Yes, and uh, and in that in in that DC game, it was, I think it was the second week with us. Now we're in; he'll be going into his fifth game. Um, so, man, we're really feeling good about it. You know, we're we're a totally we're a different team um, since the second half of that year of this season. RC, which guy? Yeah. So, can you tell me a little bit about the pros and the cons? of having all the teams in Arlington? Because that's new, right, for you? Yeah, so for me, this is my first time with a, uh, they call it like the hub. Um, All the teams here in in Arlington and the Dallas and Fort Worth areas, um, you know, it's just kind of different. Uh, For us, it's more normal, but for everybody else, their home games are also away games. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's different how it was set up in the AAF and the last XFL go around. Um, Everyone was home. And, you know, only the away team travels, just like what everyone's used to. Right. Um, but here and with everyone being in Arlington and us still going to their home cities to play, it's, you know, we've had 
two teams on the same airplane, which is kind of awkward, you know. <laughs> yeah. Home team gets first class, visiting teams back, you know. So all and on the back of the plane, or or if we play uh, in Texas, they'll give us uh, charter buses and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's been different, man. Um, you know, seeing seeing the opposition in the hotels, like we're sharing hotels, we're sharing uh, practice facilities. You know, we're sharing transportation. You know, it's just kind of it's kind of weird. You know, we're we're play uh, the Houston. Uh, roughnecks three times this year and right you know we got guys getting fired up because they're talking about they were talking trash at at dinner last night <laughs> you know i uh i got a little i rented a little townhouse here in dallas uh to have my family come stay with me but you know just hearing like how much chirping's going on away from the facilities has been kind of weird and uh which team were cool. you guys paired up with for practice houston and so they were just on the other side of the 50-yard line running their practice, and you guys are over here running well, we your didn't, practice? We didn't practice at the same time. Oh, we'd okay. have uh, we'd go morning practice. They'd go afternoon. Um, gotcha. But through, like, most of the year, like, our practice would be ending, and their guys would be, like, starting to walk out onto the field to stretch and, and get warmed up. Sure. Um, the weeks that we would play each other, uh, one team would have to go practice at, like, some local high school or indoor facility. Um, just so that people were obviously watching the same practices and stuff. Um, right. So they we did have to accommodate that kind of thing uh, throughout the year, uh, which is awkward. You know, it's, I mean, you know, we're playing these guys and we see them walking by us in the hallway and, right. and through the tunnels to get to our locker room and, you know, makes for a good, uh, good rivalry come game day when everyone's finally had enough enough talking. <laughs> the Brahma Babe checking in on Facebook says, as a former XFL player, what changes have you seen in the XFL 3.0? And do you feel like the changes are positive and will contribute to some longevity? Uh, you know, some yeah, longevity. Longevity, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, like, uh, I like the ownership better this time. I think... Uh, Danny Garcia and The Rock have been putting some good, uh, uh, some good social media out there for us. And seeing Danny at a lot of the games has been has been cool. Um, I can't remember who owned it last time, but it was like you know we had the Commissioner Luck. Um, right. He'd be, he'd be around every once in a while, but I feel like these guys are really invested. I think it was Vince McMahon that opened it, uh, owned it last time. He's a real forgettable guy. I can see yeah. that That's pretty bad of me, huh? But uh, he was on the ropes. He was on the ropes. He was on the ropes. I never, I never saw him once. Right? Uh, no, I don't think he was around the product much. No. He let Oliver Luck kind of do uh, the the day to day operations, which became a big argument as it mm-hmm. fell apart. They ended up yeah. having to go to court with each other oh, uh, yeah. over all that. So. Yeah. Yeah, they had to end up doing a whole bunch of lawsuits and settlements. I think I think all our former players we got a check last summer for like three thousand dollars for the oh, yeah? uh, part of the contract that we weren't able to fill out or something. Sure. So, so, so more than nothing. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, Brian, considering those uh, those improvements that, that you you've mentioned, and I know. You know, there has been speculation amongst the fan base and people wondering about uh, the longevity of the XFL and the expectation of a, of a season past this one. And we've already been assured 
that you know there's a season two coming and and then you know there's even talk of season three and and this is definitely something that uh, the people who are running things plan to uh, have going on for a while now. But from a player perspective, and believe it or not, this is debated out there. I've seen on multiple shows on a couple of other podcasts where people are talking about obviously the the ultimate goal of this league is to get. Uh, guys more film to get exposure for those uh, um, the 54 you know to 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 get seen and then and get called up for an opportunity in the NFL ultimately and that's going to happen for a number of guys but obviously it's not going to happen for everyone are there players that are in the current XFL that are already looking at this and kind of like feeling like they found a home or is the ultimate goal as the XFL this is a stepping stone to something bigger, bigger and better. Um, I would say for 95% of the players, they view it as XFL is a stepping stone to the NFL. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most of the guys are younger. They want to, you know, they just view it as most of the guys have had experience in the NFL and they want to get back. Obviously the contracts are drastically different. Um, I will say, interestingly enough, is there's guys in this league, I don't know if y'all know, um, that are on non-standard uh, contracts. There's quarterbacks that make two to 300000 in our league. Sure. And players like A.J. McCarron, and I'm, I'm sure his is even higher. Um, but, you know, I think there's guys like that. I could see those, those type of guys settling in. And can I be a dominant XFL sure. player and make – Two fifty or three hundred thousand, and and you know, in a ten week season, and and call that my nine to five for the year. You know, play work for three or four months and make that kind of money. You know, right? Um, I would, you know, the yeah. most of us, the most of our base contracts are fifty thousand, five thousand a week, and then play for your win bonus, um, and then obviously playoff and all that. Uh, those kind of guys, you know, the with the toll it takes on your body, like I feel like you got to have to decide like how long do you want to chase that for that pay? And, uh, and, you know, they talk about pay raises and stuff, but I, I think mostly it's viewed as a stepping stone. Um, but I could see the bigger contract players that want to make what you call really good money, you know, for everyone not in the NFL, um, you know, you could really settle in and, and do that for three to five years and, you know, make a good chunk. Mm-hmm. Well, we are no, I, I asking. I was going to oh, say, I know we had talked earlier, you and I, about tailgating, um, and your family's coming to San Antonio, and who's going to be tailgating? Because um, I'd like to invite them to Lot B, Row One and Two, and see if we can get an interview with either your mom if she's coming or your wife. So tell us who's coming to tailgate. Yeah, I got my wife and my two daughters coming. Uh, my wife's name is Lindsay. Uh, my mom and my dad will be there. Uh, my in-laws will be there. I got some uh, cousins coming. I'm going to have probably like 15 people at the game. Uh, awesome. So I'll send, I'll send a big crew over your way. And, uh, yeah, lot B, row one and two. And we'll definitely host them and make them feel like home. Your girl dad, how old are your girls? Uh, four and two. And we oh, actually have, uh, we have one on the way. Oh, oh, congratulations. Yeah, congrats. yeah, appreciate it. She's due around uh fourth of July. It'll be another girl. So I'm a girl dad through and through. Well, you got <laughs> you got four and two year olds. So let me just tell you, um, I've got 
at one time I had an 18 and 16 year old at the same time. And you're on that same track. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will be praying for you. Brian. I know. Yes. I'm going to need some help in a couple of years for sure. I'm going to have a couple of teenagers mm-hmm. running around and be fighting so, for my life out there. So we're asking everybody that's uh, listening here in a few minutes to, uh, Pick the championship game. Who do you have? Do you have DC or Arlington? Like which? Hello, <laughs> no brainer there. I've got I've got Arlington in a close. Oh, one. okay. All oh, right. good. Okay, good. good. Know. I'm gonna go Arlington by uh, three points. Okay. Uh, well, well, just so great. you know, the rest of the podcast, I, I'm not gonna speak for them, but I was going for you the whole time. Hey, I appreciate it. I mean, if y'all watch the last game, just watch how it ended. See see where you think we left off. Sure. Sure. Gotta love um, a Cinderella story that come from behind. Right. Yeah, yeah. And St. Louis is hating us, and uh, a lot of the league is not respecting the uh, five and six championship team. Uh, maybe <laughs> win the whole league at six and six. Yeah. You know, well, um, hopefully the refs give us a fair shot. You know, I, you know, I don't know if they want to see six and six be their champion, but uh, hopefully they give us that fair shot and uh, keep a clean call game and. You know, I don't want to see, nobody wants to see DC win at all. I mean, they're just, I nobody, mean, they're the, nobody. I mean, if you, that's like rooting for the Yankees or, you know, the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting yourself in hot water there, buddy. Uh oh. <laughs> you know what? We don't have any Yankees fans or Lakers no, we don't. fans here. But somebody out there might. You never know. Well, if they don't. One or two. They're not worried about some little podcast. Then they're they're. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean everyone knows you got the bandwagon fans everywhere, and for sure, you know. So I mean they're good. I mean they've earned their record, um, no doubt about it. You know, we coach was talking today like we don't have to do anything more than what we're capable of. Like we just go out and play our game to the best that we can play. Like we're for sure going to win this game. You know, if we go out like just clean football, no turnovers. No stupid penalties. You know, we feel really good about the game. Now, you've already mentioned being 33 years old. You're coming down toward the last few years or maybe, you know, last year. Uh, How long will you take to make the evaluation about whether you want to come back and do this again for another year? Um, Win win or lose. Yeah, win or lose. Yeah, um, I'm going to probably need a month to recover from the year. I think uh, all the little nicks and stuff are adding up. but I think about the time that, you know, fall gets here um, and they're going to start asking, you know, hey, who wants to come back? You know, I'll, I should have an answer by then for sure. Uh, winning definitely makes it easier. Um, you know, everyone wants to go out a champion. Right. You know, I've never won a Super Bowl or um, any kind of college titles or anything like that. Uh, so it'd be oh, a cool one. Wash, Washburn Ichabods weren't winning uh, uh, championships. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we weren't we weren't winning D two championships. We uh we weren't even winning our conference. You know, we were just uh kind of one of those perennial like eight and three teams that uh was good team, but you know never quite enough. Um, and then yeah, I played for the Panthers. I missed out on a Super Bowl run. I had a sprained ankle, so they cut me. Mm. Uh, oh so no! This kind of shows you how cutthroat. I mean, the NFL is so cutthroat. Um, you know, I'm gonna be. I was a. Uh, Going into my third year on active roster with them, and uh, had a sprained ankle in the preseason, so they just let me go. You know, so it was a, and then to, then I had to watch them go, you know, sixteen and zero, and and then eventually make a Super Bowl appearance in uh, twenty fifteen. Was tough, but uh, 
but yeah, it's a tough business, man. And, you know, football, I always kind of joke and I always say it's, it's a hell of a drug, man. Like running out into that field with 60,000 fans waving towels or, or running through the Alamo dome with 30 or 40,000 fans. I mean, that's as loud as it, that's as loud as it gets. And, uh, mm-hmm. Playing in those type of environments, man, it's super addicting, and, and you fall in love with it, and uh, it just kind of sticks with you, and you keep chasing it. Um, it's like, hey, man, would you go back and play, and you know, play in front of all those loud fans, and you know, all these everyone's cheering for you, like, yeah, I could go do that again. So, <laughs> no, but uh, you know, I love it. I'll chase it as long as I can, and uh, you know, I think eventually I gotta gotta decide if I'm cool with. Um, you know, do I come back and risk injury? You know, I got little kids. I'm going to have three kids at the end of this summer. Sure. You know, you could risk, you watch, you know, um, that guy from the Bills this year, his heart stopped on the field. And, right. and it's super yeah. rare that you see guys that break their neck. And, you know, one guy uh, tied in from the Bears a couple of years ago, like had a gruesome knee injury that almost killed him. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, de- there's definitely those things that are out there. Um so I'll just have to kind of evaluate it in the offseason and, and see where I'm at come uh, next XFL draft. Nice. Well, I was just going to ask you, and maybe a no-brainer, if the XFL asked you next year, player or coach, which one would you pick? Did you kind of maybe already answered it? Ooh, if I could transition into XFL coach, I for sure would. Um, if anyone needs an O-line coach. If anyone's the- listening. Yeah. <laughs> Washburn <laughs> University. I got your whole line right here. Yeah. Coach Stoops, if Heimbach leaves and y'all need a new coach. <laughs> right. No, uh, no, I'm a big center brain, you know, so I'm uh, I'm always kind of reading defenses and, you know, I kind of help uh, organize our protections alongside the coaches anyways and um, kind of help the guys along. And uh, and I do coach O-line in the fall. I'll be at, I'll be at Wingate University. It's a Division two school in North Carolina. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, so I'll be, I will be coaching uh, in the fall, and uh, a lot of those guys have been rooting for me out here and kind of checking in with me and stuff, or giving me giving me shit if I give up a play or something. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, so it's been a good deal. Awesome. So, um, Brian, I want to ask you a question. We we haven't had an opportunity uh, to ask anybody uh, that have that was here during the AEF and experienced San Antonio commanders football during the, you see that the, uh, the sign up here, you might recognize that that was yeah, actually from the locker room. Uh, don't ask me how I was able to get that, but <laughs> I was able to get it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but uh, you're the first person that we've had this opportunity to have on the show and kind of talk about what it felt like, at least from a fan, you being there and witnessing it as a player, I'm sure you you have an idea of what it felt like as a fan to have that ripped away. Uh, I mean, to have that ripped away from a player's uh, perspective as well as an opportunity. You guys had, you guys were building something special. We all believed um, with that team, and now see the XFL. Now, while you weren't playing for the San Antonio. Uh, uh, franchise of the XFL uh, 3.0, but you're, you're a part of it. You know, the Arlington hub, you're around those guys, you're around uh, the league, but having been here for that experience in San Antonio, um, I can say that our fan base, while we have a very 
great fan base here in San Antonio that has supported the Brahmas. We have not yet reached that level that we were at with the San Antonio Commanders. Um, and I, I honestly, I can say, in talking to people, there's still that sting and there's still that fear of, you know, experiencing that loss again. So people have kind of stepped back, uh, you know, a fear of, of commitment because they did the first time around, they loved what we had, and then it was, it was you know, very abruptly taken away. Now, you having been a part of that and knowing what it was like here in San Antonio and now seeing the XFL, what would you say to the San Antonio fan base, to those that are, are still feeling that sting and, and maybe feeling that uh, apprehensiveness about, about the San Antonio Brahmas and the XFL? I would just say to the fans to, um, man, just really buy in just how you did the last time. I mean, what you guys were able to give us as the commanders was um, just really unbelievable. Uh, the effect that you guys had on every team we played there was, was massive. Um, definitely helped us to win games for sure. Um, just causing pure chaos for the other team. But, you know, the, the football fans there are really special, and you guys deserve to have a pro team. Um, I think the XFL will stick around. Uh, but, man, y'all could even support an NFL team with your guys' uh, crowd and your energy. Um, yeah, man, just keep doing you guys. Um, you know, really, I think what it's going to take is, is going to take a winning team. I mean, I think if the Brahmas were maybe more successful, I think it would the crowds would have got bigger and bigger. Um, just how they did with the commanders. Um, they had to keep opening up sections uh, as the season went on, just like you see with the Battle Hawks. I mean, they were opening up upper deck seats, um, and that's what we were starting to do uh, with the commanders. Um, so, you know, I think it's a little bit of both. You know, Brahma's fans buy in, and and then Brahma's, y'all need to show up and, and win the games. Um, I think if y'all can both do that, I mean, it's, the product will speak for itself. I mean, you guys are uh, unreal down there. It's definitely one of those places you got to – part of our game plan is is the crowd noise, you know. So uh, we got fortunate and played you guys on a late Sunday night, but uh, everyone else <laughs> that plays you guys is going to get you on a Saturday afternoon or, or a Sunday afternoon. Um, they're going to have something to deal with down there. So, Well, yeah, I don't know. Guys. I don't know if Bob Stoops needs an offensive line coach, but I know that uh, given the way San Antonio performed this year on the offensive line, we could certainly use some help. So, Coach Ward? Yeah. Hello. Oh, Coach, you need here's some help. Here we go. Here's Let's your guy. Go. Grab this guy, and uh, let's make him part of San Antonio again. Uh, put there him, you go. Uh, put him there. It, Dude, it, it really honestly could not get any worse than this year. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, y'all had a good uh, y'all had a good ground game for sure. With uh, you had a, tw a twin duo of backs that were just tearing it up. And, uh, oh yeah, yeah, y'all have y'all had a solid group. You know, it sounds well, our, like no too hot. You know, dealing through three or four different quarterbacks. You know, y'all sure. got to keep those keep those guys a little cleaner. Mm -hmm. So well, RC loves to run through some rapid fire, not really football related questions. Just not to get at all. To know people right as we let them go. Uh, so okay. RC, what do you got for Brian here? Okay, so I know you have two girls. So what's your favorite Disney movie that you've probably seen a hundred times? Our favorite Disney movie is Beauty and the Beast. I uh, I probably could quote most of the lyrics at this point. <laughs> Live action or animation? The animated version, the old school. 
Good there talk. you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. How about your favorite superhero? Ooh, favorite superhero. I would have to say. I don't want to say Superman. It's way too cheesy. Uh, <laughs> too easy, right? Yeah, I would say Green Lantern is probably my favorite superhero. He has to kind of use his mind and, and come up with all the stuff that he puts out there. I like him. Okay. Favorite ice cream flavor? Ooh, mint chocolate chip. That's mine nice. too. I like it. How about favorite pizza topping? Pepperoni. No doubt. No question there. Best advice Just- your mom gave you? Ooh, best advice my mom gave me? Oh, man, that's tough on the spot. Uh, <laughs> mom, uh, she she always was down on the ground playing with the kids, and uh, I'm the same way. So I guess my best advice, the best advice I learned from her was just to stay young at heart. Awesome. Prediction for the uh, the game, you already gave it, right? Three, zero. Oh. Yeah, I'll say... Uh, about three points? Yeah, let's go uh, 31-28 Arlington. Okay, nice. great. Nice. Well, Robert, we uh, – not Robert, I'm sorry. Brian, we really appreciate having you on. You're making fans already because Robert uh, says, <laughs> I want to dislike Arlington more, but this guy's making it hard. He's too nice. Um, yeah, I mean, if y'all uh, – I mean, we got a lot of the old commanders. I mean, me and Bosby sure. are still going. We had, uh, we had Pharaoh, yeah. Kenneth mm-hmm. Pharaoh running with us this year, and he actually Temple. got hurt yeah, we had Nick Temple, and mm-hmm. you know we had a couple. We had we had about five of them with us this year, and uh, including coaches, we were about seven. So I mean, we got we're kind of like the old school Commanders. We're still rolling around. So if y'all are looking for a team to pick and you're on the fence, you know, so just come on home. I'm not on the fence. I'm not on the fence. Yeah. You know who I'm going for. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> this guy up there on top. I've grown up in Texas all my life. It's hard for me to cheer for a Bob Stoops led team. Yeah, it's really, really it. hard. Oh, really you. hard. Uh, Brian, we've really appreciated having you on. I may not be cheering for Arlington uh, on Saturday night, but I will certainly um, be keeping an eye on you and uh, and cheering for you. And if it so, if it works out um, where you're playing again next year, uh, you'll have eyes on you, and we will certainly be talking about you on the show. And hey. Uh, I'm not kidding. Uh, if you want to coach offensive line, there's no better place to start than San Antonio. We got a bar set real low with the Brahmas right now. Yeah, um, well, see, you know the only so place you can to come in and you can come in and approve yeah. it right away. Uh, Brian, we really appreciate you. Thanks so much for taking some time and coming on. Good luck on Saturday. Um, you know, give them hell. Uh, you know, win or lose, leave it all out there. I know you guys yeah. will. Uh, okay. We'll do everything you can. No doubt. Yeah, we'll, we won't leave any guns or any uh, any bolts in the gun. We'll uh, we'll shoot our shot for sure. There you go. Thank you, Brian. Thank Good you luck this weekend. He's Brian right, Fulkerts. I'll send he him your way. Okay. He plays for the Arlington Renegades. They will be playing for a championship, and he was so nice to come on. Brian, thank you so much for spending time with us. We really love Brian. Really appreciate it. All right. So cool, dude. I he's still there, so I'm not like waiting until he's gone. Like he's still listening. I'm still gonna pick DC, but he made it really hard. I'm with Robert. Like he made it really yeah. hard. We said um, he might bring some stuff up to 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 kind of persuade us towards Arlington, and uh, he certainly did that because of Brian. Love if him. Arlington wins, I won't get upset because I know Brian um, will get a chance to uh, be a part of a championship team, and that's a big deal. Yeah, um, that'd be cool. So, 
if if Arlington ends up holding the trophy, that's that's fine with me. Uh, even though Bob Stoops is going to get to do it, um, I know Brian gets to do it too. So that I, I can live with that. I can handle that. Leo, what do you think? I think he per- he persuaded me. Uh, he pointed out the uh, the commanders' uh, connections. Lots and, of them. Uh, I, yeah, there's Arlington. there's a lot more than than I realized, and uh, you know I'm I, I can't I can't uh, I can't not not root for those guys, um, and just the connections there back for, with the AAF and uh, our AAF days, DC, and then it's it's hard to not root for the underdog, the Cinderella story. Right, I mean, that's true. Having a champion a team go in at five and, and six to the championship game and then win it all and just prove everybody wrong. There's I mean, in a way, in a way, what fun is it to have the nine and one team that barely lost one game, win the championship. Like that's boring. Boring. Yeah. Speaking of Disney movies, go, go watch a, uh, go watch little giants. You see, right. Yeah. Right. You, you don't, you don't want, you don't want the, the, uh, Big bad, what were they, Cowboys winning the championship? And hey, every like that was the Cowboys. Expects. You want? The I always Giants. thought that. I always thought that movie was wrong. The Cowboys should have won. <laughs> That's the way it works, right? Uh, we really do appreciate having uh, Brian on and uh, spending some time with us. Uh, he certainly is the the kind of guy that you can get behind and get excited about. Um, I wasn't kidding. I'd love to see him be a coach. Um, that, amazing! I would love him to be in San Antonio with him and his family. Come on back, to San Antonio. We love him. Play center here, or uh, or you know, uh, be our nope. head, be our O line O line coach. Um, I have a feeling they're going to be looking for one. Just, uh, just feeling like they will be. <laughs> Brad says he's good either way. He'll hit up Heinz Ward. Do it, man. There you go. Do it. Uh, no harm in that. So we will vouch here. for you. Tell him you talk to the smoking guns. They will vouch yeah, for me. For sure. We will. He knows this. Yeah. He's been he here. Uh, appreciate you, Brian, so much. Uh, so that is the XFL. Um, the XFL is wrapping up. We will talk some next week about it. But next week, just for those of you that tune in with us every week and you're like, man, when are they going to start talking about the gunslingers first? We're gonna do that next week. Like next week, uh-huh. we've got we've got a championship game. We are gonna talk about it, but we're gonna slide that to the back end of our show. By the way, next week, just a programming note: we're gonna do Tuesday, right, guys? Yes. Yeah, we're gonna do Tuesday. It'll be out Wednesday morning on our podcast. Uh, just next week. Channel. We're not moving to Tuesday. Week. Yeah. No. no, we're not moving. Um, but we are gonna do Tuesday next week. Um, but. Starting next week, it's going to be Gunslingers first because the Gunslingers are in season and yep. it's time that we really give them the uh, the attention that they deserve. And, man, do they deserve it because oh, they're yeah. 4-0. They, they have won three straight games on the road and against three of the better teams in the National Arena League. Let's start talking a little bit about our San Antonio Gunslingers. You guys Woo-hoo! both got an opportunity to go out to the watch party yeah. on – on uh Sunday on yeah Sunday. Um how Sunday. did that go? It was well, great. You were there longer, so you go first. Yeah. 
Um, so it was great. There was a lot of people there. I think a lot more than uh, the previous watch party mm-hmm. uh, or parties. Um, uh, I would estimate uh, around 50, 60 people. Uh, we were on the outside of Alamo beer rather than inside this time around right. as we spread out with all the, the different tables. Um, they had gear there for sale, jerseys, hats, stickers. Uh, they did raffles and giveaways. They gave away some stickers. They gave away a cool uh, uh, cooler, oh. a little mug, uh, like a thermos, I think. Um, sure. Uh, those who had pre-ordered uh, jerseys, custom-made jerseys before the season were able to get uh, those delivered at the uh, at the watch party. And if they weren't able to be there, you can pick them up at the next home game. Um, I know they've re- they're reaching out to to people that that are in that group, um, but it was a big turnout. We were we had a great time watching the game uh, with uh, you know familiar faces and new faces, mm-hmm. um, and we had the uh, the uh, gunslinger bandit there who was riling up the crowd and and, oh, and cheering everybody on. Yeah, he's great. Uh, it was good, good to have him, him there, and, and and he had a great time. It was his first time at a uh, at a w- watch party, and we got the win. Went four and zero in convincing fashion. Yeah, against, against Lafayette, which which wasn't a, a foregone conclusion, by the way, because Lafayette had looked pretty strong Fayetteville. leading up to Ur- well, yeah, sorry, Fayetteville, my bad. Uh, had looked uh, pretty strong up to this uh, this game. And the gunslingers really made a statement. Those people out there, we kind of joked about it a little bit afterwards. Uh, those people out there are the naysayers who say, "Yeah, they won. They've won uh, three games by whatever it is, three points or four points total." Um, they can't. They can't use that against us anymore. So, no. Well, and I'm still seeing that kind of stuff. Last night on one of the NAL uh, boards in Facebook, somebody broke out. One of the uh, Albany fans broke out. Well, yeah. They're they're four and zero, oh, but they could just as easily be one and three. But we're not. not. <laughs> we're four and zero, oh, and winning close games is harder than winning games that you lead, lead the whole game. Yep, that's like very four, true. The, the three other wins that we have were way more difficult than this game against Fayetteville. They're not one and three. They're not two and two. They're not two and one. They are four and zero. Oh. They have two games on everybody else, a game and a half, I guess, um, on Carolina. But they, they have two games nearly on everybody else in the league. Uh, they are starting to separate themselves. And that all started. That whole conversation started when he said, there's not really any dominant team in the NAL. And Whatever. I just posted the, uh, I posted the standings, and I was like, I don't know, man. One looks Other pretty dominant to me. You're going to hate. Hate is gonna hate. Uh, watch party. You guys, did you guys get rained on at all? I know it was kind of. I think it was a drizzle, like it barely was a drizzle. at the end. Barely uh, at the end. Yep. And I was. I, I got so there good. a little late, right? I sat with uh, Leo and Dolores and Michael and Stevo and the new mm-hmm. Brahma Heidi. She's my ride and die everywhere I go. She shows up, and that's great. And uh, then we saw Jeffrey. Pitt- Pedroza from back in the days. One um, of the original gunslingers. Yes, and yep. he was so sweet. He's like, Mama RC, and he gave me a big hug. It's just really great to see some of these players. They're still playing. 
maybe not certain leagues, maybe semi-pro, pro, but they were still able to connect with them. And I think that's one of the greatest things. What I love about this podcast is that we all have one thing in common. We have football in common and we want right. these men to succeed, you know, whether it be the spring league, whether it be the XFL, whether it be the NAL. And I think knowing that we can get behind them as a city, as a podcast, as fans, it's truly amazing. And just to see that, feel the energy there that was there yesterday. I mean, um, Kali Rashad's family was there. Mm -hmm. uh, Bandit was there. I think his wife, Vanessa, was there. There was even strangers. I was taking um, pictures and I was like, are you guys here with the Gunslingers? And they're like, no, but tell us more about it. I was like, all right, here we go. And Caleb so, Roller's family was there. Yes. I know I know yes. Brandy ain't missing a, a watch party. No. No, God, no, God, no. <laughs> uh, but it was really, really nice to see so many fans, so many fans in their gear. And some of these fans that we just saw in the XFL. So, like, they're they're jumping over. We're going back and forth. You know what I mean? We the can support both teams. Yeah. There's no one. Oh, if you only support this team, you can't support that team. That's that's a policy. That's not true. I mean, that's, we can. That's bull is what that is. Yeah, it we really have, is. We have honestly heard. From folks who mm -hmm. have said, you got to be all one or all the other. And to those, we have roundly said, why? Why? Why Don't can't get we it. be fans of the Brahmas and the Gunslingers? Why can't we be a show that covers both of them? Why? Why do we have to pick one or the other? They're not in the same league. They're not in the, they're not playing against each other. And even if they were, um, they're both San Antonio Football, pro professional football, and that's what we've always said we're all about. Um, so there's no reason to have to choose between these two entities, and we're just not going to do it. And it's gotten us. Nope. We've lost some opportunities. Uh, we've lost some opportunities. Not anything from either team. Neither team has ever had an issue with it. No. Um, mm -mm. But some of the folks in and around some of these communities have have kind of said, "Well, you can't." You can't post your stuff here because it's not all this or it's not all that. Okay. Uh, then we'll do Fine. our own thing. Don't tell us what uh, to do with our show. <laughs> right. Um, I don't get, I, I'm like Mo. Mo says, I don't get having to choose. I don't either, man. I just don't. I don't understand why there are folks out there that feel like you can't do both because you can. Um, and, and today's show proves how from the commanders to the XFL, We've supported Brian. We've supported other um, mm -hmm. sure. commanders, even the coaches. So I don't see why there has to be a division because the XFL should not be even getting a, a whiff of all this. You know what I mean? Because we're supporting football, period. Absolutely. So uh, watch party was great. It, I, I, I joked several times with Ralph because I spent most of the game on the phone with Ralph Judkins. He's the play-by-play um, -play voice of the Gunslingers when they're in town. On the broadcast, he and I talked through a lot of the NAL games at this point, and uh, I had a conversation with him, and they said, I said, are are there more people at y'all's watch party there than there are in the stands at Fayetteville? Because Fayetteville, <laughs> wow. Fayetteville is struggling. They, they are, are struggling attendance-wise. Yeah. And I think I have it figured out. And if by chance anyone in the NAL, which, by the way, the NAL commissioner followed us on Twitter the other day. Yeah. Um, if anybody in the NAL or anybody at Fayetteville is listening, you gotta you got an army base right there in Fayetteville. You need to take tickets to the Fayetteville Mustangs games and just go make it rain all over that army base and mm -hmm. bring people in for free all the rest of the season if it takes it. 
um, and build some fans uh, for fan yep. build because it's too good a product and you have too good a team to see three or 400 people show up for the game. Man, get people in those seats. Um, that was rough to watch on, on just the attendance side of things. Another but we thing, know we were there was, last uh, year doing the same true. thing. That's true. I was going to say it was rough to watch the field. I did not like the color of the field. Did it bother anybody else? It reminded me of sand. Or am I the only one? <laughs> Alex, Alex McSwain uses some logic here. He says, under that argument, it sounds like you can't cheer for high school football because you watch the NFL. Right. I mean, good point. Uh, so. Yeah, the color of the field, as RC says. So that was the uh, different. It, it 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 is a uh, what do you call it? A transported or a uh, donated yeah. uh, turf from a, from a previous uh, famous team you might know have heard of called the LA Kiss. The LA it's very Kiss, recognizable, yeah. very recognizable. So that 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 is a transplanted. That's the word I was looking for. Transplanted. Uh, turf. Um, yeah, it's a it lighter is, color, but it is odd. You do see it in uh, the arena game pretty often that people get wild with their colors. There was a time um, where there was some talk and even an attempt at one point for the gunslingers to play on a blue field. Um, I'm glad we have <laughs> our green monster. field. I'm glad we, but but uh, that's something that happens in arena ball occasionally. Uh, Alex McSwain says you can count, still kind of see the kiss on that guitar pick shape right in the center of the field. Yeah. Right. You can. Um, on the field, uh, the game went pretty much like I expected. Look, going into this game, I'm part of a Discord channel uh, that Inside the Walls runs, and we do a pick. You know, we do a, uh, a pick them every week. And this was about a 50-50 pick. Some people were picking Gunslingers. Mm -hmm. Some people were picking Fayetteville. It was about a 50-50 pick. And I looked at it and said, look, maybe I'm just a homer because I'm a San Antonio Gunslingers fan. But San Antonio, up till this game, had beat Carolina, Albany, and Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Fayetteville had a 2-1 record. They had lost to Jacksonville. They had beat Orlando mm -hmm. and West Texas. So I'm looking mm -hmm. at it going, I don't think this game is even close. I think San Antonio runs away with it. And I'll be honest with you, Leo, you may disagree. I thought this was the weakest game the Gunslingers have played all year. I don't disagree with that. I, I understand um, where you're coming with that. I, I think it was a little bit sloppy. Uh, er, than what we're used to seeing. Yeah. I, I think we were a couple of Kali Rashad dropped passes away from really blowing that game open. Yes. And I know, I know Kali is probably, you know, uh, doing some self-imposed push-ups somewhere, you know, some, at some point because of the, uh, the drop passes, that's very unkali like, and you sure. could see his frustration on a couple of those. And, and he still had a great game, you know, uh, he's always going to have an impact on the game, but it could have been even more, uh, had it not been for just uh, – it seemed like he and Arvell Nelson were just a little bit out of yeah. out of tune, out of sync yeah. in That's the beginning. Mm -hmm. and, and if Kali was he, he, right here, he would say the same thing. I don't think he would – Oh, I'm I sure. Think he would agree with us. He oh, yeah. Off day. 
he had an off day. I don't feel like Arvell Nelson played as well as he has in some other games. Mm-hmm. Our defense was on. Uh, it might have been their best game on that side of the ball all season. Uh, and they're not playing. Look, Fayetteville has, Rakeem Cato has played great at quarterback this season so far. And they've got Kendrick Ings, who is uh, one of the best receivers in the game. Uh, one of the guys that can just break open a game. He is he is Fayetteville's Kali Rashad. And yes. he's on that kind of level um, where he can break open games just the same way that Kali could break them open. But I really thought they played their weakest game and won by the biggest margin that they have uh, that they have won by so far this season. I think that says a lot. Yep. James Palmer checking in on Facebook says they seem to rattle Cato. Our defense did. They sure did. Yeah, they did. And that was one thing I was looking at going into this game. The one really uh, suspect spot of Fayetteville has been their offensive line and. They had one of their starting offensive linemen suspended for the game. So they were weak along the offensive line, and Justin Alexander was going to get back there and create havoc, and he did. They only had one sack, I believe. Yeah, it didn't translate into sacks on the stat sheet, but it was very disruptive and forced a couple of turnovers because of it as well. Timely ones. It did. Absolutely. They did not play great, but they got the win, and that's what's important. They're 4-0 now. They get another bye week, which is kind of a bummer as a fan. I'm like, no, no, I want to I play. I want to have games. Um, but they have a bye week, and then they go to West Texas, and West Texas is getting better. They got a win against Albany this week, but this is not even a – like, this is one of those – this is absolutely a trap game. Trap game. This yep. is absolutely a trap game because there is no reason whatsoever they shouldn't win this game. Like there is no, you look at it on paper and there is no chance that West Texas beats San Antonio. And if they start thinking that way, that's where you get that. That's where trap games come in. I don't expect that from coach Shaw. I know I his philosophy of one and oh, every week. Um, and they're going to be concentrating on West Texas and beating the Warbirds. Um, hey, that game's just five hours away. You guys want to go? <laughs> a lot of people have El been bringing that up and saying, you know, we talked about uh, not Caleb Rollers. No, it's not El Paso. No, no. No, it's, it's Odessa. It's Odessa. I was yeah. thinking of the – we did – what what league do we have a team in, in El Paso? But they the told a, me that was the AAL. AAL. Oh, yeah. Oh, that league. We never even had a game there. Yeah, yeah, they but, they couldn't even get a field going. Remember? We, yeah, we won't go back there. <laughs> <laughs> My job yes, is off. There are some people talking about making that that road trip. Um, I got asked at the at the uh, watch party if I was willing to be one of those, and I said I don't know yet. Um, that's a big commitment. <laughs> And uh, yeah, well, there's a lot going on the next couple of weekends, obviously. So it's May. Uh, I'm not May saying it's out of the question. Busy time. time, but yeah, that, that that's that's a long drive, especially in West Texas, where there's not a whole lot to to see during that drive. No, Nothing interesting. Not. It's a long drive through the West Texas, which yeah, there's not a lot to see. Um, uh, speaking of um, 
players struggling. I am not surprised that Alex McSwain will be there. He is a good big job, man. fan. Good job. And and uh, I'm happy to see that. And uh, maybe I'll join you. I, I don't know. I, I just can't commit at this time. Uh, speaking of players struggling that we talked about, I, I, I want to make two points, two separate players. One, because I absolutely agree it was brought up by Michael Wayne Davis, who was asking um, there at the uh, watch party, and he kind of had was wondering about um, about uh, uh, Drew. Yeah. Uh, Drew had, had an off game. Um, Pearson, we're talking about the kicker, yep. Drew. Deuce and Drew. Um, and it seemed like a lot of his kicks – we thought going into this game, this was going to be a, a good opportunity uh, for some deuces, which we haven't had up to this point in the season. And and from a kicker who has, you know, holds a record in this league yep. now as yep. far as uh, deuces. Um, and a lot of it will say, well, it's because of the Jumbotron, you know, getting around the Jumbotron and, and it, it's they're in the way. Well, this venue didn't have a Jumbotron in the middle. Nope. So there was absolutely no obstruction and no reason to not, uh, attempt and go for those deuces and it seemed almost as if he wasn't even trying to go for them or he's just not it's not in his leg right now uh, Michael Wayne Davis kept saying is there something wrong is he dealing with an injury because the power that we're used to seeing off of his kicks wasn't there a lot of those kicks were ending up short coming up down even short of the end zone uh, and I said you know what I I don't know I I really don't know if he's dealing with something right now or not, but I could certainly see what he was uh, concerned about. For those of you that are new to NAL and new to in- indoor football, uh, the a- the NAL has a rule on any kickoff. If you kick the ball from your goal line, which is where a kickoff starts from, through the uprights on the other end of the field, you get two points. It's called a deuce, and they get the ball on the 10-yard line. So it is an opportunity for you to add to your score um, you could technically end up with 10 points on a touchdown if you score a touchdown, get a two-point conversion, and then drop a deuce. Uh, you could wind up with 10 points on a touchdown. So it's just a scoring irregularity um, that doesn't exist in other path- uh, other styles of the game, but it does absolutely exist in the NAL. And Drew Pearson, uh, who is our kicker, was able to lay some uh, near the end of the season. Was able to really become uh, a a surgeon at finding mm-hmm. his way into uh, the uprights. And this season, we haven't seen a lot of it. And I was like you, Leo. I really expected Fayetteville because there were no obstructions. He would have the opportunity to go directly for it, and most of his kicks were short, very short. Uh, it makes me wonder if there's something there. I thought, um, you know, we weren't sure about the travel arrangements and, and I was thinking we might be able to have coach on the show this week. And I was like, you know, I'll, I'll ask him and see if he's forthcoming with any information on that. Unfortunately, they're traveling today, so we yeah. couldn't have him on the show this week, mm-hmm. but you know, we'll, we'll see how things go against the warbirds. And maybe that's something we'll, we'll ask later if we see this as a, as a trend. Yeah, um, we but, I hope we would have loved to have had players. Or certainly coach on, they are still on planes and in airports coming back. They won't get in until like 2 or 3 o'clock this morning. Um, so we definitely having some issues. 
we definitely wanted to let them travel without having to try to call in and catch us at the right time, all that kind of stuff. We'll catch up with them throughout the season, um, but not tonight. Uh, who's your other player that you're worried about, Leo? Not, not that I'm worried about. This one I was going to give props. Oh, okay. Um, well, we talked better. about we talked about Kali Rashad having an off game, um, and him being a guy that that this offense is really features a lot. But the other guy that has been equally as big for this offense, and I didn't really see any kind of a, a, a setback on uh, as far as his contribution this past week. Uh, Philip Barnett. Yes, has really been. I don't think given enough credit for what he's done for the Gunslingers in these these four games, and he was a big factor once again in in Fayetteville. And I just wanted to bring that up. Well, and and that whole uh, wide receiver court, like we talk a lot about Kali, and we should, mm-hmm. um, but we can't forget that Philip Barnett is out there, Brian Robinson's out there, Kadir Chisholm, mm-hmm. um, all yep. all of Kadir, those guys. Awesome. Kadir okay. had a huge game. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Sure did. Sure did. Uh, yeah, w- we need to we need to point to those guys as well. It's funny. Uh, there was a lot of drama over the last week in the National Arena League. There has been. Some crazy stuff happened in Albany, and what ended up it what it ended up creating was an opportunity where the two time defending championship. Uh, Albany Empire dropped about half their team onto the league. They mm-hmm. released big names. Uh, Darius Prince, uh, Nick Haig, uh, just some big names came available and I fielded questions from several people all week about, hey, who should the gunslingers pick up? And I'm like, I, nobody? I mean, maybe, you know, maybe an offensive lineman if we could get a hold of one, which we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did end up with an offensive lineman coming over from Albany, but I didn't want to. Here's the thing. You've only got a roster so big. And if I bring in Darius Prince, do I want Darius Prince? Sure. That'd be great. But do I want him to take away stuff from uh, Kali Rashad or yeah. Philip Barnett or Kadir Chisholm? Like, I don't, I don't need that. Yep. Um, Sam Castronova was the uh, MVP of, the, the league last year at quarterback and somebody said, Hey, do you want him in San Antonio? And I'm like, mm, no, <laughs> Hard pass. Got our, I got Arvell Nelson. What do I need? What do I need? He's, this is working and the chemistry mm-hmm. is there. Why would I mess with that? We're four and oh, baby. We're four and oh. Um, the, the issue in Albany, if you're one of those folks that's been tracking all of this, you will you will recognize the name Michael Hall. Michael Hall is the kicker in Albany, and he is actually the lightning rod for a lot of the drama that they had in Albany over the last week. He caused a lot of problems in their locker room, and players ended up leaving the team. Coaches ended up leaving the team, and a lot of it came down to Michael Hall creating some of that drama. Not all of it, but some of it. Michael Hall got added to their roster after their other kicker got uh, got pulled up to the Canadian Football League. So is locker room uh, chemistry a thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Oh, yeah. Because they were fine. They were, they were a championship-level uh, team. 
Mm-hmm. And then their kicker gets called up, which is a good thing, gets called up to the mm-hmm. uh, Canadian League. And they bring in a guy off TikTok, which is kind of funny, uh, to be their new kicker. And he injects himself in such a way that ends up causing some problems um, and, and and drama that we don't even know the full scope of. We just mm-hmm. know that there are issues. Um, Coach Tom Manas, who is back with Albany, has already released that kicker. He kicked mm-hmm. for him this weekend because he had to. He needed a kicker and, and he had to have somebody kicking. But as soon as that game was over, he released Michael Hall uh, because he didn't want that on his team anymore. So he said, you kick, go ahead and kick rocks. Yeah. <laughs> so while there's some the great, yeah, go back and make some TikToks. Um, <laughs> so while there were some great players and they are landing all over the place, uh, Sam Castronova, who was the MVP of the league last year, is now in Jacksonville. That makes them a better team. We just got word today that uh, one coach, Damian Ware, and about four players, names, big names, yeah. from Albany are all going to wind up in uh, Orlando. That makes them a better team. Uh, some of those players, uh, Trevon Short, wound up in West Texas. That makes them a better team. So in the long run, uh, this is actually really good for the league. It spread out some talent that was all kind of in Albany, and it made three other teams better. And Albany won't be down long. Tom Manos will figure it out. Uh, he's already got a new quarterback. You know what his name is? Jonathan Bain. We released mm-hmm. our rights to Jonathan that Bain. That name sounds he's familiar. Gonna go, he's going to go to Albany and play in Albany. So Albany's not going to be down very long. And these other three teams are going to get better. It ended yeah. up being now a really have, good thing for the XFL or for the uh, NAL. Yeah. But, now we have Albany South in Orlando almost. Yeah. For sure. For sure. And we mm-hmm. have not played them yet. Like we haven't no. had an opportunity to get a win on them before they get all of these other players in. Um, so now we got to beat them with all these good players. That's fine. We can do that because we've got we've got the best players in the league. Like we have the best team in the league. We do. We just I do. Still I, look, would, I still would like to be a fly on that wall when they had the whole Bane situation. Yeah. So I don't know what happened with that. I did reach out to Jonathan Bain when he uh, was released by the Gunslingers and say, "Hey, it looks like the Gunslingers gave you their your release." He said, "Yeah, uh, I wish nothing but the best for the Gunslingers, but I'm going to go play somewhere else here in the NAL." Turned out it was in Albany. I also reached out to team ownership and said, hey, looks like you guys were able to release Bain. And they said, yeah, we wish him nothing but the best. Um, we look forward to seeing him wherever he ends up in the NAL. Everybody's Everybody okay with each other. The best. Yeah, everybody's yep. okay with each other. It's just not the way, you know, it just didn't work out uh, with Bain. And we've talked a little bit mm-hmm. about why that may be or what some of those uh, issues may have been. Ultimately, he's going to get to go play on a really good team with a really good coach. We have a really good quarterback here in Arvell Nelson. Nobody's no no harm, no foul. Um, everybody's good. We'll, we'll beat them for the championship or in the playoffs or whatever. Um, That's, and fine. Wipe, wipe we'll the fine. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. I, I was going to have our time cheering for Bane anyway because he broke Batman's back. I mean, how do you cheer for the guy that broke Batman's back? Okay. It did. Now he's part of the evil empire. So yeah. worked yeah. out perfect. Never. So we get a bye week. 
We are on top of the league. The closest team to us is uh, uh, the Carolina Cobras. They are two and one. They are coming off a bye, and they will play the Empire this week while we're on a bye. Um, so I don't know that I'm cheering for anybody. I, I mean, it'd be cool to see the Empire come up and beat them and uh, bring them back down another game away from us. But I'm not there. There is no team in this league that I'm really scared of. I think the Gunslingers are by far the dominant team in the in the league right now. And I'm not worried about any of these teams. I'm not worried about Albany. I'm not worried about Jacksonville. I'm just not. I'll tell you, there's one team in the league that the Gunslingers need to be afraid of. The one gun- team that they need to be concerned about, and that is the San Antonio Gunslingers. Sure. Right now, they're only capable of beating themselves if they don't, you know, if they don't uh, play the way they're capable of. Um, so, yeah, that that's the team they need to be afraid of, and – they need to beat every single week. Look at themselves in the mirror. Yep. Raul Nava says, if we didn't have such amazing receivers, we could have brought in Prince for sure. Sure. Yeah. If we had, if we no, didn't have the guys we had, I would have wanted Prince. I kind of wanted Prince anyway, just because he's that good. But as I looked at it, I was like, but I don't want to lose any of these other guys. And you have mm-hmm. to make room. Uh, last week, I think we talked about Nick Hayes, uh, who was an opera to, uh, who was, who had hit the uh, waiver wire. The thing is, he's a linebacker fullback. And to bring him in, I've got to lose Pierre Thomas or Cody Brook. And I don't want to lose either one of those guys. Nope. So Nick Hague is going to go play in Orlando. Awesome. Wish him the him. best. Uh, Alex McSwain saying gunslingers are pulling ahead. Everyone else is competing for second place. That's absolutely true. Uh, they are competing for second place. Look, it's a long season, so we haven't won anything yet. We haven't done anything yet. Uh, if you remember, we started out terribly last season, and we ended up working our way into the playoff picture. So nothing is set this early in the season. But, man, they look good. They do look they good. They just look really good. Um I really think they're the dominant team. I think everybody in the NAL has to look at them and go, that's who we've got to beat. If we want a championship, we're going to have to beat those guys at some point. I'm the sure road is going to go through the Sure. Absolutely. Alex McSwain got that name for me, by the way. It's McQuell Harvey is our new offensive defensive lineman yep. from uh, the Albany Empire. And that is the one area that we kind of needed to – uh, bolster our ranks a little bit. I feel like our offensive line has been a little suspect at times, but uh, we'll get to we'll welcome we'll get welcome to him to the team. Absolutely. I did want Ross- to mention that um, on May twenty eighth, it seems long away from now, but it is going to be military appreciation game. It is um, for and the game that day is going to be at three p.m. So again. Um, Sunday, May 28th, the game is at 3 o'clock, which is an early game. We appreciate that. It's going to be um, the San Antonio Gunslingers Military Appreciation Game. So that's important to share. So now, uh, Philip, um, you did say it's a long season, but I will have to say, I don't know if people realize that at 4-0 now, 
uh, we're one third of the way through the season. We are of twelve of twelve games. So uh, season's getting shorter as we keep going, and we we still have that that zero in the loss column. Uh, so things are things are uh, looking pretty good for the Gunslingers. They're they're exactly where they wanted to be. So. And Ralph Judkins, the voice of the Gunslingers. I don't think he actually calls himself the voice of the Gunslingers. He is the play-by-play for the Gunslingers. Uh, says the first 500 on May 28th. Get a patriotic uh, Gunslingers hat. I want one. Thank you for that. <laughs> I want one. Good information. Thank you for sharing. Uh, it is military appreciation. We will be playing the Jacksonville Sharks. I'm almost certain, uh, which will be a really good game. Uh, Sam Castronova is set up there, and he will have time to, uh, you know, be connected in there. So uh, that's going to be good. So the Gunslingers are four zero. They are uh, kind of running the league, and they've got a bye week this week. We go to West Texas in two weeks on the twentieth, and uh, that's going to be great. Now. We've already alluded to it. We've talked a little bit about it, but we're going to end the show tonight by sweeping back over to XFL Championship stuff because we have another guest. I'm going to put that in air quotes. Guest. Uh, hanging out with us. <laughs> Boy, am I glad I didn't throw you on the screen for that, Dirty. He was giving us a mean little gesture there. Uh-oh. Dirty from the X-Fan show and the B-Hawk live show. He's going to be down here in San Antonio this weekend for the championship. What's going on, Dirty? First and foremost, Phil, I apologize because I messed your logo up. You never got it to me like I asked you, Phil. So Uh I just had to find the one that we could find and put it out there. So I apologize. Secondly, I have to thank the great and lovely RC sitting right next to me for helping put all of this together at the Alamo Beer company and let's see can i share things on on here with you guys i don't know let's see i'm gonna find out right now thank you dirty can you guys see uh oh here we go watch there we go look at that there it is this is where we're gonna be at right here at the alamo beer company yeah you gotta do all that stuff i can't do all that stuff there so yeah so (laughs) what i'm i'm gonna take that off okay you can take that off now i don't know how to do it i don't know because it's (laughs) not my i'm not used to doing this right but I mean, I don't understand. I don't know if you guys realize what we are getting ready to accomplish come this Friday, right? We are going to accomplish, and this is something that I've worked for for four years. Me and Arlington have worked for this for four years, right? What we are going to accomplish at this XFL champion, at the X Fan Legion, whatever the hell you want to call us or whatever, right? We are going to accomplish that we have all these different shows from all these different cities in one location doing a show together. Please do not bring her on, Phil. Please do not bring we her on. We love Amanda. You can't say that. I, I, I can't because I have to deal with her on a regular basis. You guys don't. I do. She drive <laughs> me. Look, look. See all this? This That's is from Amanda? her my six kids. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I mean, do you guys realize what we're getting ready to accomplish here? I think it's amazing. So there yeah. was conversation all the way back in 2019, Dirty, when we mm-hmm. were doing the AAF stuff. And I know uh-huh. people are kind of tired of hearing about it, but that's our point of reference. Oh, well. There was conversation back then of, hey, when we get to championship week, we should gather all of these podcasts that are reporting on this league together 
mm-hmm. and do this thing together. Yes. And so we've been talking about doing something like this for four years, um, and it's finally going to happen because we're finally going to finish a, a spring football season. Yeah, and I mean, this has always been the dream, right? Always been the dream of mine to get all of these shows together. Like I said, back in 2020, it would have been a different story. I would have been trying to destroy everybody, right? But you now, I mean, if you were talking about the Battle Hawks RC, yes, I'd have tried to destroy you. If you were talking I about would the have Battle been. Hawks. So, but no, I, I, I'm a more, seriously, you had Uh-oh. to do this. Y'all always <laughs> let him on the show, but you don't let me on the air. You're on right now, girl. I have never not let you on the air, Amanda, anytime yes. you come on. Always I welcome. Never kept you on. We don't care what Dirty says. <laughs> mm-hmm. Me neither. Keep going, Dirty. Keep going, Dirty. Yeah, right. you were staying dirty. Go Before ahead. I was rudely interrupted by my hyena of a co-host right over here. <laughs> okay. On Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock, Seahawk Live. But this Thursday, we broadcast from Murphy's on 21 at 7 o'clock for a pool, pinball tournament. Mm-hmm. But anyways, back to what I was saying. The, it, now it's I'm a, I'm a I'm a much calmer dirty I'm a much more relaxed dirty, and this is now about growing the fan bases and I am actually excited. Like when me and Amanda found out that the championship game was going to be in San Antonio, I was like, "That's the perfect place, mm-hmm. the perfect place for the championship game." The way that you guys are down there, the passionate that you got, the passion you guys have for football. And all of that, I'm like, it is absolutely perfect to have the first championship game there. Plus, logistically, money-wise, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So for us to come down in RC, for you to be helping us, Jorge to be helping, getting us the Alamo Brewer Company, beer, beer company, all of that stuff was a big, because I'm like, where are we going to do this at? And, of course, I got, you know, her over here. I'm like, you need to call this person and get it taken care of for me. Yeah, She's thanks, like, right. RC, for all your help. Welcome. Seriously, it's so Welcome. sweet of you. Yeah, so, I'm I mean, it's going to be interesting. I was just say, I'm jealous of you guys that are going to be able to be there on Friday night. I wish I could, but, you know, I've got family obligations with the graduation stuff. I will say this. Make sure you try. It's it's not something that's always brought up on the menu, but I, I as a suggestion, I tried it this last time when we were there for the watch party. Mm-hmm. Their peach, peach, they have a, a variety of ciders. Their peach mm-hmm. cider is out of this world amazing. Really good. Mind-blowing. So good. Amanda, you have to try it. Amanda, I will try it. Leo's trying to kill me, isn't he? <laughs> Leo's yeah, trying to kill I me, think, isn't he? I, mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks, Leo. Really appreciate it there, pal. Anytime, buddy. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> they also have an amazing brisket grilled cheese sandwich. Go yes. with that. Go with that. It's solid. Oh, yeah? Very solid. Oh. So now Phil's trying to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> That. Yeah. Come on, dirty. Come on, Cochino. Come on, Cochino. All right. It's going to be, a, I mean, look, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be good. It's going to be good to be there and, you know, to have all these shows there, to everybody talk about their experiences and all that stuff. And that's why I wanted to do it. That's why I wanted to put it all together, you know. And uh, I'm glad that Smoking Guns is involved with this. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm glad you guys are involved. You guys have been huge supporters of ours. We've been huge supporters of yours. Yes. You know, I was like, oh, wait, it's Monday. I'm like, Jesus, I got to get on. I got to get on. Smoking Guns is on. I was out door dashing. So I was like, I got to get on. So, yeah. So, Phil, are you going to show up, Phil? I am not. I will not be able to be there. 
I am uh, performing a wedding on Saturday, and so Friday night is the rehearsal dinner, and the pastor has to be there uh, for the rehearsal. Okay, so, so who's who is showing up from the show? RC. RC. All right, so then RC, let's kick out Leo and Phil, and let's <laughs> get three of us talk since they're not going to be there. Hey, you I get can... the best part of our show. You she get is, RC. yes. I mean. Thank you. Thank I you. agree. Just saying. I... I can try and pop in by by phone if you guys have the capability of doing that from there. I don't know if you can, but I can try and pop in for a few minutes. Uh, but yeah, we'll be in the middle of a, a, the graduation dinner for my daughter. So, well, Heidi, thank you for showing up. Hey, listen, you got you guys always know what I've said on the X Fan Show and B Hawk Live. It's about family. Family comes first, and all of that stuff. And that's what this really is. It's a family. Mm -hmm. So as yes. long as RC is there representing smoking guns, then the family's there. You see what I'm saying? Thank yes. you. Thank you. You so, know. So who's gonna win this game? There is a football game this weekend, by the there way. There is yes. a football game this weekend. Is right? there? I didn't know there was. I, I thought was tailgating. Well, I mean, if you really think about it, has the XFL produced anything about a championship game? Do we know anything? They showed us the menu. Mm -mm. That's the only That's thing they've showed point. us, right? That's it. Mm -hmm. Uh, see, you guys have a working relationship with the XFL, so I'm going to be they, good because I don't. But anyway, they, uh, <laughs> they showed us the trophy. We've seen the trophy, right? They oh, have you mean the blender? Out. The blender, right? yeah. No, Amanda, yeah. stop. They have a relationship oh. with the XFL. We don't stop. Be nice. Be nice. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm not. A, I'm not a big fan of trophy either, Amanda. Amanda, we were actually going to have the designer of the trophy on today, but yes. She, I think she, she heard that Philip to... wasn't a fan and said, Yeah, she, she heard <laughs> oh, I didn't yeah. like the trophy, so she didn't come on the show. Good uh, job, Phil. Good job, Phil. Good job. So <laughs> we I have do. the game, right? Look, here, I have. Oh, no Renegades. Hat. I'm only, I, I'm missing one hat. What did you just say? I'm on Camp Renegades now. If you watch the first half of our show, you'll know <laughs> why. You what the first did half? you say? <laughs> you didn't watch the first half, did you? No, I said no, I was busy was working. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was well, door yeah. dashing. Making extra money so I could go down there and spin it on Brahma's gear and XFL championship gear. <laughs> go back and listen to our first hour where we had Brian uh, Folkerts from the Renegades on. Just a great guy, and I would love to see him wind up with a championship. I, 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 I'm getting do, my wardrobe together, Steve. Yeah, oh, I, I do it. like Brian Folkerts. He is a good player. Uh, I'm going to lean more. I mean, listen. Phil, you'd watch the show, and me and Arlington had said that with Luis Perez, if you'd put Luis Perez with the Renegades sooner than what they did, that might be a different type of team. Yeah, right. Because what You're they right. did in the last three weeks, going two and one, in those last three weeks with Perez playing, I, it, this would be a different team. Uh, yeah. But what we've seen from D.C., just the way that that defense is, well, hold on. Take that back. Let's rewind the tape a little bit. That defense hasn't been good the last couple of weeks. They've been dropping some points. But with Jordan, Abram Smith, in my opinion, unlike other websites saying that making out false claims that A.J. McCarron is the actual MVP when it's actually Jordan to Amu. So you missed mm -hmm. it. In the first hour, we talked MVP talk. Uh-huh. I think, I think it should be Abram Smith. I one hundred percent agree. Based on the way the uh, end of season awards have come out, Jordan mm -hmm. Tamu was first team quarterback, mm -hmm. all XFL, and he was uh, the offensive player of the year. 
I am almost certain that your boy Nooch is going to be the MVP. <laughs> so you ready for this? Oh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys a spoiler. There is no MVP of the XFL because the XFL Ooh. already announced all of their awards and all of the awards have been wow. announced. Oh, so there is nope. not going to be an MVP. There'll be an MVP. I don't know. For the game, for the last game, for the championship game, there might be, but for the XFL overall, it there is not going to be an MVP. And if there's yeah, an MVP, yeah. it definitely will not be Nooch. I'm thinking it could be. I'm thinking mm. they may name. MVP has to show a little bit more respect and. Oh, okay. Mute, I didn't mute. say it was the right choice. <laughs> I just her? said it was. I could. You, mute you don't have. You don't have. You can't do that today. Good, but you no, can't no. mute me today. Uh-uh. So, so back to the game. Back to the if game. they <laughs> if they had given one or or the other of those awards to Ben uh-huh. either the quarterback of the XFL All XFL team. Or offensive player of the year, I would say they're going to do the right thing and give Abram Smith the MVP. But given that they gave them both to Jordan Tayamu, I think they were setting it up so that they can say Ben DiNucci is your MVP. See, so I don't know. I from what I've seen and from everything that I've heard, there is not going to be an MVP from my sources from inside the league. That there's not going to be an MVP. All the awards have been announced, and there's not. The war, the, the stuff that we've seen has just been from the other websites saying, oh, this is what I think and what I think. And, I mean, to be honest, I, I still think, and as much as you guys, everybody knows I love the Nooch, I still don't think it would be the Nooch. I still think it should be Abram Smith. You take Abram Smith off, of that, off of that team. Did he just say what I thought he said? You take Abram Smith <laughs> off of that team, and that's a different D.C. team. It is. That's true. A hundred percent different, right? I think with the guys that they had backing up Danucci, which funny stat for Danucci, do you know that Danucci played every single snap for 11 weeks except one? And that was in week one. Montez Ford had one pass attempt for no yards. Ben Danucci was the only quarterback that played every single snap except for one for 11 weeks. So regardless of what you want to say about the Nooch, he's shown that he is reliable and durable for sure. Now, you asked me about the game. I'm very torn because I had Taylor. We had Taylor Russolino on right mm-hmm. the other day on the show. I got a man crush on Jordan. Yep. Right? You know, we know that Greg Williams. I didn't realize it, but Greg Williams was married to the great. Mike Shannon, broadcaster for the Cardinals, right? So here's what I'm going to tell you. I am bringing this flag with me. Okay. I'm bringing this hat with me. And I'm bringing my Renegades hat, which I don't have with me down here in the studio. I'm bringing that with me. And I'm rooting for the offenses. But I will pick DC Weak. because of the way they've played. Wah, wah, wah. DC will win okay. this game. I DC thought you weren't win. gonna. I thought you weren't gonna make a pick. You're just gonna toe that line, right? I always and I was I calling you out. Line. I was like, weak. I always <laughs> toe that line, but I think DC will win. I think it's gonna be a lot closer than what people think. I don't think this is gonna be a steamroll by DC, but I do think DC will win the game because they're just so well balanced. Amanda, Overall. what do you think? 
We well, don't want to know what she thinks. Since, <laughs> it's our show. I asked the questions around well, here. Well, since his election's over, I'll uh, give you my pick now. <laughs> I think it's DC. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, not a not a bad call to make. A look at look at what they've no. done this season. However, I do have to point back to an overtime game that these Arlington Renegades took them to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just kind of throws enough doubt in there where I'm like, man. I don't know. I'm not. If they had not had that overtime game, I would be sure that like DC's going to win this game. But that overtime game just gives me just enough a pause to be like, but Arlington could. Uh, you never know. It does. It, 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 Phil, I agree. It does give me that bit of pause, you know. But look what DC. They came back in against Seattle, and Greg Williams completely changed that game plan, and they shut. They shut Danucci down in that second half. They did. I mean, Amanda had brought up the point the other day. I mean, all the way up until halfway through the fourth quarter, Seattle only had 24 total yards from the third to the halfway through the fourth quarter yeah. in that second half. I mean, you, I, you know how much I love to hear you read stats. <laughs> you, know, you know that I love that and think that's riveting podcast material right there is you reading stats um but i'm gonna have to cut you off because we do we've been talking for two hours um we're all ready to go so you're picking you're both picking dc mm-hmm. uh i am picking arlington i'm gonna go ahead and do it i'm gonna pick arlington Whoa. good for you Whoa. good for you good for you what? i know look at it's still a, growing you pull the stats. trigger you pull the trigger i love it it's a it's a better story it's just a better story. <laughs> I go with the Cinderella uh, story, right? It's just the a underdog. Hey, Cody Brooks says they just touched down back in SA, so apparently Welcome they're not going to get Cody. Welcome, Welcome home, Cody. Welcome home, Gunslingers. Glad to have the Gunslingers back after they go Victorious. forward. Leo, Leo, you're still you're still Arlington. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna root for Arlington. Now, now we're who we're rooting for or who we're picking? Pick. So, okay. Because that's those are two different things, right? Yep. Um, yeah, so I'm rooting for Arlington. If you're asking me who to pick, uh, I'm going to pick, like, if I were gambling money, I'd, I'd have to take D.C. I, I honestly would have to take D.C. I, I think um, they're the more complete uh, team. Um, I think uh, their run game is hard to stop. Um, they have a very good defense. Um, I won't be surprised if Arlington wins and I'll be happy for all of our commander connections up in Arlington. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd have, I'd have to go with DC uh, and real quick. I know we're going to move on, let RC make a pick, but I had to bring up that we're not only having the visiting uh, two visiting teams in our backyard here for the championship of uh, the DC defenders and the Arlington renegades. We have another visitor coming to the Alamo dome that I hear at least the rumor we're having the beer snake coming to the Alamo Dome. So I've seen online. Uh, I don't know if there's any truth to that that you've heard dirty, but I understand the beer snake is going to be making an appearance mm. and actually going to be facilitated by the XFL since the Alamo Dome doesn't actually serve drinks in cups. So, dirty, did we not post that on our page? We did too? in my uh, sources you that I have. You just have to them. carry your beer in, hand, in your hands like this. Well, hold on. I'm gonna give you guys. I'm gonna give you guys another little bit of insight. So sources I've heard is yes, the beer snake will make an appearance in DC. 
Uh, I know somebody else has said he's going to make an appearance in in uh, San Antonio. In the, San Antonio, the beer snake will show up in the dome for the San Antonio. And I know that another individual said he's going to be there. And I actually have a feeling that this individual will be sitting in the bullpen. Your guys' bullpen. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'm going to leave it at on the individual that's coming to the game well, and where he is sitting. I think I might know who you're talking about, but <laughs> I, I want to say this. When it comes to the beer snake, uh, is it you Ben may... Danucci? Because he doesn't have anything to do. <laughs> so is he going to come? No, it's not Danucci. Um, so you know, some some a bunch of drunk a drunk uh uh DC uh people Idiots. might yeah can can be <laughs> capable of doing the beer snake, but I don't know about a bunch of drunk San Antonians if we're gonna be if we're gonna you know be able to 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 pull that off. Okay. Let's say um, we'll see. I'm interested to see it. I want to see how that goes. All right, all right, RC. We've you've got to pick, and then we got to get out of here because okay. uh, well, it's time to end this sucker. Behind <laughs> me, I usually have my Brahma Mama sign, but today I have Dream because dreams do come true. I'm going for the underdog, and I'm going for Arlington. Booyah! There you go. Mic drop. Love it. Boom. And, and Phil, you got to give one more cheap plug for May 12th, Alamo May 12th. Beer Company. Alamo Beer Joe. Company and Alamo Beer Company. They take He's care of San Antonio. They take care of San Antonio professional football. They have since the commander days all the way through uh, the gunslingers and with the XFL. And that's where you guys are going to be gathering together with all of the podcasts that are mm-hmm. part of the X-Band Network. That is Amanda, and that is Dirty. They are part of the Beehawk live show. Dirty also does the X-Band Network. Two shows a week. What is that? Uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays? Tuesday, Thursdays at 11. Phil, are you are you joining us tomorrow at 11 o'clock? Uh, I might try to jump on. Okay. Yeah. RC, are you going to join us on Thursday? To talk about try. the big show. Leo, try. you're more than welcome, but you said you're not showing up, so I just... I'll leave you out. Yeah, Don't do that to him. He has very valid reasons. Remind me, Amanda. <laughs> just so nasty. All right, Leo, lo- you can I join love us. Hair, Amanda. You Thank can join you. Us Thursday night. How does that sound? Well, Thursday night's the actual graduation. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. See, Friday's the graduation invite. dinner. So, yeah, I mean, sorry. It's okay. I still love you, pal. Well, you guys can hang out for. That. Uh, the end of the show here where I say, hey, when it comes to professional football, when it comes to professional football, whether it be in the arena or on the gridiron, the 100-yard game or the 50-yard fight, professional football up in Carolina, up in Albany, over in Orlando, or even up in Seattle, when it comes to professional football, the 2-1-0 has got something to say. Bang, bang.